You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This article that Phil Hirsch wrote, uh, baseball is the only game you can see on the radio. And Jamie loved that quote. He brought it up all the time. He has, he has this, this picture in his, his office. And really, radio is one, one true way that you can see the game on, uh, on the radio. And um, Jamie brought that. He got it. He understood it. And it's because of Jamie why, why we're all here right now. Absolutely. So we're a family. I mean, this Astros organization is a family. But let's just, for you and I and for Robert as well, let's, let's uh, take it upon ourselves to remind each other of that quote as often as we can. And not only in memory of Jamie, but for what it stands for. Absolutely. He's a wonderful human being. There you go. We're listening to Astroline, brought to you by Carbot Brewing Company. Thank you, folks, for uh, indulging us and giving us a chance to talk about our dear friend, Jamie Hildreth. Our guest is Chris Davinsky, Rookie of the Year for the Astros a season ago, the Astros Pitcher of the Year, fourth in the American League Rookie of the Year last season. First of all, Chris Davinsky, thanks a lot for joining us. I mean, I know spring training, uh, you get pretty busy, but thanks for coming out. Oh, thank you for having me here. It's, uh, you know, it's an honor. It's always fun to, to be around you. And, Chris, I've told you just kind of behind the scenes, you're easy to root for because I like you. You know, I, it, sometimes as broadcasters, it, it's not only just a matter of I enjoy watching you pitch, but I also like you, man, because it, it, you're not taking anything for granted. Uh, you don't feel like uh, you're entitled or anything like that. You're going out there and you're trying to earn it. Yes, sir, every day. You know, that's, a, that's, that's all I know. And you kind of burst onto the scene last year, right around this time, maybe a few weeks later than this. But the Astros went to Mexico City, and they played a couple of exhibition games against San Diego. And the team was going to go there, and the mindset was there's a lot of elevation in Mexico City. It's almost like pitching in Denver or Colorado Springs, if you've ever been to that type of climate. And the ball just goes all over the place. But what you were able to do out there is four and a third innings, uh, no runs against the Padres, the major league team, with seven strikeouts. And I think everybody went, all right, we saw this firsthand. But then he's going against uh, a major league team late in spring training. And I think you opened eyes right there, Chris. Yeah, yeah, I definitely remember that, man. You know, elevation or not, you know, you can't uh, allow outside interference affect the task at hand. And, you know, the task uh, going there was just, you know, to perform and, you know, give my, my team a chance to win and, um, I'll never forget that, man. That was that were was you, quite an honor to start that game. Were you nervous about that game? Do you remember? I mean, thinking about it and the, and the the hoopla that was leading up to that start. I don't think I was nervous. You know, I was more prepared, ready to go, uh-huh. and uh, wanting to wanting to give my best, man. Here's what your manager uh, AJ Hinch said about you yesterday. Uh, we need to make sure he's a, he's a viable option, uh, either if we need need some some help because of health or because he's one of the best options. So I. Uh, right now, we're going to get him a couple starts early and then have to make a decision about mid-camp whether or not we're going to shift him back to the bullpen or whether he's factoring into the rotation competition. But uh, one thing I know, he's on our team. We like how he throws. Uh, he's prepared. He's physically fit. Uh, had a tough day yesterday, but uh, as, as with most of these first-time outings, uh, it's not a big deal, and we're going to move on to the next one. And that's the thing right there, Chris. I mean, and of course, that's A.J. Hinch talking about you, and there's Always flattering remarks when, when people are talking about you as a pitcher or a teammate, but you're not going to leave anything for granted. You're, you're going to make sure that you're prepared every game. And unfortunately, you're having to, having to answer a lot of questions this spring 
because of how well you did last year as a reliever, starter or reliever, and you're talking about it, but let's put it to rest. You're fine with either one, right? That's right, yeah. All right, so uh, if the team says, hey, we want you to be uh, a long reliever, you'll go out there and do your very best at that and just see what happens, just like last year, really. Yeah, man, no matter what, you know, just the opportunity to, to be here surrounded by, you know, great people, great teammates, you know, it's just, it's, uh, you know, it's a dream, man. And, you know, like like you said, I try not to take anything for granted. I just, you know, go out there and do it. When did it become a dream for you? Oh, man, probably when I was a little kid, first time having a glove, you know. I just, what was that, what, age, seven, six? No, nah, probably younger than that. Really? Like, like four or five. Yep. Yeah. And you got a glove when you were that little uh got to play with some of your friends and when did you see or who do you remember being your favorite player when you were that age well at that age you know uh during that time the the yankees were were dominating baseball uh, you know with Derek jeter and you know highlighting that squad and, yeah uh you know mariano was doing his thing and you know just that whole yankee squad you know i always uh imagine myself uh wanting to be be a yankee and they had that swagger yeah man they had that like you know clean cut quiet you know just go out there uh swag that's you know unstoppable do you think you have that clean cut swag yeah man of course <laughs> all right you're listening to astroline brought to you by carbock brewing company our social media coordinator is danny ferris and he can take your questions via twitter at hashtag astroline also we're on facebook live and i don't know a whole lot about that but danny's got a, a camera in front of devo and myself tonight so uh and they'll also get questions there is that correct danny Absolutely, yeah. If you if you want to submit questions for Devo or Sparky, leave a comment on Facebook Live, and we'll get to that. All right, Devo, when you're a kid, you're talking about when you're a little kid, siblings. And I know you've got a twin sister. You're six minutes older than Amanda. Yeah. Talk about what that relationship was like. And do you have other siblings as well? No, nah, that's it. Just, just you and her? Yeah, just me and her. Six I, minutes apart, right? Yeah, six minutes apart. You know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of great times. There's a lot of, you know. Scrapping? Oh, all the time, man, <laughs> you know. You know, we always tried, you know, me and my friends always tried to pull her out of the house. She was kind of more of a homebody, you know, because really? we were kind of rough out there, you know. She was smart, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she didn't she didn't come inside banged up with cuts all over her legs, you know, yeah. from, from skateboarding or, or riding bikes or, you know, just getting into, you know, stuff uh, young boys do, man, you know. And so we always tried to pull her out. You know, we'd get her out sometimes to play some wiffle ball games in the front yard. and But, uh, yeah, I love her to death and, you know, uh, I, I wish she. I just hope she's doing good right now. You know, you're, you're talking about when, uh, skateboard. Not everybody does skateboarding, but when you live in Southern California and grow up there, I mean, that's that's a pretty natural thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's like you you have to like either skateboard or, you know, surf. But yeah, you know, I was in. I, I got caught by a couple of rip currents when I was young, and it kind of you know turned spooked, me spooked you away from the water. Yeah, so I said, you know, I'd rather surf on 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 the ground with a board and wheels. You know. So how good were you? I mean, do you do some tricks and yeah, things I mean, like that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't. I was, I was good at. You know, I still can to this day. You, you know, can? yeah, I, I, I can. I, I can tell run. me you don't do that anymore. No, no, man. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I have a, I have a career that you know I, yeah. I'm focused on. And, and it's in your contract. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. So, but uh, so what could you do? So I, you see uh, some of the stuff on YouTube with the guys with skateboards yeah. on the railings. It, it, can you go sliding down the railings and things uh, like that? I used to jump like staircases, you know, wow. probably like five or six stairs, just, you know, jump over them or jump off of them and, you know, grind and uh, kick flip, 360 flip, uh, 
uh, hill flip, all, all the, you know, it's just the stuff that, that I learned from me and my buddies growing up. So what do you wear? you got to be cool about what you wear when you go out skateboarding? Uh, I mean, you had to have, you know, some, uh, some long good shorts. Uh, ba- we wore baggy pants. We Band. had baggy pants, some yeah. nice uh, skateboarding shoes somehow that, you know, we, we picked up. Uh, but I never had a really good skateboard, you know. I like a hand-me-down skateboard from, you know, couple buddies around the block or yeah. you know but trade them something yeah yeah you know give them give them a, a baseball or something and you know but it was just you know baggy pants a nice skateboarding shirt or something to you know try to play the part what other sports were you into when you were little anything uh i mean organized not you know uh just baseball organized but you know playing with with buddies and stuff we were football basketball uh you know, rollerblading, I don't know if you call that a sport. You know, I, we, we did all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's an activity. I would yeah. say I, I'm not sure that it uh, is a profession that you could get paid at later on in life, but yeah. who knows? Yeah. You could be a professional rollerblader when you're done with baseball. Yeah, who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Never know. So your workouts are kind of legendary. When Brent Strong, the pitching coach, talks about you, uh, A.J. Hinch talks about you, and even your teammates, uh, you're a workout fanatic. Uh, what does that entail? Uh, we'll talk about your San Diego workouts later on, but on a daily basis, what do you like to do? I mean, it's just, you know, it's like, you know, working out for me is just preparing me, you know. Uh, uh, I'm always, I always want to be prepared and, and know that I, I'm ready to go. And, uh, you know, even having, uh, you know, like an outing like I did a couple of days ago, uh, you know, I was prepared for that, but, you know, I got hit, you know, but I can live with that knowing that I prepared and, uh that, that I went in there and, and gave it all I got, and I can learn from that. That's a great question. So, Chris, if you had a, a bad outing in your eyes and you weren't prepared mentally and physically before you went out there, you would have a much tougher time exactly. uh, accepting that, right? Exactly. But yeah. if you were prepared, you can accept it and move on. I, exactly. There you go. That's awesome. Well, Astros fans, we want to make sure single-game tickets for the 2017 Astros season go on sale Friday March 3rd. That's tomorrow. You've got to make sure you're, uh, you can get out there. So March 3rd, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., tickets can be purchased through astros.com slash tickets or by calling 1-879-ASTROS. I'm Steve Spark. I'm with Chris Davinsky. Three more segments on the way. You're listening to Astroline presented by Carbot Brewing Company. More with this on the Houston Astros Radio Network. And the Astros go to their bullpen. So now it's Chris Davinsky coming on and making his Major League debut. The best changeup in the entire organization. You'll see that plenty. like his stuff. I like his body language on the mound. He's tough. Payoff pitch to Santana. That is at the knees on the inside corner for strike three. And Santana goes down looking. First batter, Davinsky faces in the big leagues. A strikeout. And Jason Castro on 3-2 threw down those wiggled fingers. He wanted that changeup. Davinsky, he wasn't about to shake him off. He'll just throw a strike right at the knees. Minor league season started yesterday. He was supposed to start the season opener for Fresno in Las Vegas, but instead getting summoned to the majors. There you go. Welcome back to Astroline. We're at Duffy Sports Grill. Astroline, of course, brought to you by Carbock Brewing Company. And my guest is Chris Davinsky, and that was your debut a year ago. You got called up, and I'll never forget this, Chris Davinsky, on April 7th, which is pretty easy to remember for me because that's your number. It's 4-7 in, in April, of course, the fourth month of the year. You got up, called up on 4-7. You made your debut on 4-8. And what would you do? You punched out the first guy you saw and said, this league's too easy. How would you do it? I, just, I was waiting for that moment, man. Yeah. You know, that's something I, that I dreamed about doing, and, 
You know, it's pretty crazy. You told me four seven. I had, I never realized that till right now. Four forty seven is four seven. Wow. Yeah. That just blew Was up. that your number before? Did you wear number forty seven in years past? No, I never, never worn forty seven. So you got you got handed the the forty seven jersey on four seven. Yeah, that's so at, it's gonna at, be easy. At Yankee Stadium. Yeah, oh, man. So what was that like? I mean, you got the call, moment of a lifetime. What was that? I mean, was it a whirlwind for you? I mean, I know you got in late and you had some troubles getting there, but kind of a whirlwind. But I mean, deep down, I mean, it was just a lot of pride in your heart. I, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, still, yeah. So this day, you know, I look back on that and uh, just proud, man. Yeah. Proud moment, you know, all that work. Uh, was it emotional for you thinking about your parents and all they sacrificed? Yeah, still is. You know, every day uh, I think about that and, you know, all the stuff they gave up doing for me and uh, for me to have a uh, a better life. And very thankful, man, very yeah. thankful. Yeah. Danny Ferris, our social media coordinator, has a question from one of our fans from Twitter at hashtag Asterline. Danny, what do you have right now? Yeah, you guys talked about uh, getting called up in New York striking out your first hitter, but what was the moment that last year that you felt that you belonged? I was probably back home and uh when I pitched in Anaheim, you know, in front of in front of family and friends, man. And how long had you been up to that point, do you remember? Oh just a few weeks? Probably a while. I think it was after that Boston start I had where I got you know, I got clobbered. Oh that one uh, where you were doing sprints backing up third? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> got a neck brace in my locker, you know. But uh, no, you know, definitely being at home. I think uh, you know, with the family and, and the friends, and um, that was that was like, wow, this like they got to come to the games. This stadium that you probably went to some games with uh, those same folks uh, on, on numerous occasions. Yeah, yeah. When I was younger, you know, driving by, we, you know, I grew up five minutes from there, and you know, we had to pass by there every day, and. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I would look out of the out of the car window and just like imagine like myself wanting to to pitch there, and for that to was was happening. Was Did like, you have any moments when you pitched in Anaheim, looking up in the stands at some of the seats that you used to sit in? Uh, I used to do that in Kansas. No, City. it was uh, it was like hearing like them cheering for me. Wow, you know, like I could hear my sister's voice. Really? It was yeah, it was like it was very distinct. You know, like everything that was going on, boom. But all I, all I heard was like her voice. Well, that first game that you got into uh, as a big leaguer a day after you got called up, you came in relief for Scott Feldman, and we heard that the strikeout of Domingo Santana with the Brewers. But one of those things, and Brent Strom, your pitching coach, said that you threw that you, – you wanted that change up on 3-2. First batter that you face in the big leagues. And obviously you don't want to walk a guy, but that's how much confidence you have in that pitch. Yeah, I mean, that's just something – that I've always worked on, man. I've always tried to take a lot of pride in that pitch right there because I know it's can, you know, it's it's uh, one of the, I mean, dirtiest pitches in the game. I feel like, <laughs> you know, especially like talking to hitters, like they say they have the, the toughest time, you yeah. know, hitting that pitch. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the the origin of that because you were a two way guy in junior college, and uh, you were down in Southern California. Golden West was that the name of your junior yeah. college? So you're there, and you told me last year that you were batting against a guy that had a filthy changeup, and he punched you out. Why don't you go ahead and, and finish that story? Yeah, I mean, just like, I mean, I got I got him afterwards. My third at bat, I took him deep, but okay. But what happened? The, the first, first two at bats, I mean, I had six straight changeups, swing and miss at all six of them, and I mean, I was looking, just, I was looking silly. 
six straight changeups. And, I mean, that guy impacted my life, <laughs> you know, yeah. for me to, like, do you remember who it was? No, I don't. Uh, so he he had good arm speed, I would imagine, and that's the key. Yeah, it was good arm speed. It was very deceptive. looked exactly like a fastball coming out of the hand, and, you know, it, it looked nice and, like, hittable right there where, you know, I could drive it and yep. just fall right off the table, man. And after that, I was like, you know, I was still, you know, kind of bouncing from, from pitching and, and playing short, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to try to work on this and, and develop this and, you know, Deep back in your mind, did you feel like you were a pitcher? I mean, you felt like that that might be your future. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I can. I still, you know, can play short too. You know, I can still pick it. I can still hit. I know that's there. Yeah. Uh, it's not there anymore. You know that, right? No, it's there. It's man. really not. Once you haven't done it in five years, it's not there, Chris. No, just, I, just, I think it is. Just take it to your heart right now. You can't hit anymore. No. Your hands slow down, buddy. If I worked on it, I You're could. a good pitcher. Stick go. with it. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Uh, so you go to Cal State Fullerton your junior year. Yeah. Uh, you didn't pitch a ton. I mean, you had a couple of guys pitch a little bit more, but you got drafted. Uh, 2011 Chicago White Sox, 25th round. Didn't matter what round, did it? No. You know, it was just an opportunity to play ball. You know, it was, it was I mean, it was a little disappointing uh, going, going late. You know, I mean, I'm anyone who who wants to play play ball wants to go high round but yeah you know just play the cards out of Dell. how much did you get for a signing bonus 25th round uh <laughs> do you remember not really you know that's just was it more than five thousand yeah it was more than five thousand really yeah it was it was it was enough to you know help me live off for a while and yeah um just uh you know but like i said the opportunity to play and, and go out there and and know that i'm Doing something I love to do was was all I wanted. A little over a year later, you get a phone call and you find out you're included in a trade. You were the player to be named later when the Astros were going through their transition. They traded Brett Myers over to the Chicago White Sox, and Chris Davinsky was the throw-in. You were the player to be named later, of all things, in that trade. And, and number one, did, does that affect you knowing that you're a player to be named later that nobody knows you that you're kind of a throw-in or do you feel like all right here's another opportunity i mean i didn't i didn't know a player to be named was even a throw-in i just thought i was involved in the because francis martez david paulino and chris davinsky are all player to be named later in trade hey that's okay man heck you yeah know, it so is. like it, you know i just thought i was involved in the trade i didn't know what the difference between a player to be named this and that you yeah. know i just hey you know it was a turning point and uh, it was uh, moving on to, to something else. And you're in Lexington. You're in single A ball with the Astros. And a month later in September, you throw a no-hitter. You walk one guy in that game, I believe, is in the fifth inning. Other than that, you had a no-hitter. Teoscar Hernandez was one of your outfielders, made a great play. But you punched out 16 in that no-hitter. And I think you announced your presence at that moment. Yeah. yeah I, think, I mean, I'll never forget that. That's a crazy game, huh? Yeah, I mean, the, defensively, you said you talked about the Oscar man, and you know, I still, I still tell him every once in a while about that play he made. You know, what did he do? He just ran one down. He just ran one down, you know, in in a, in a crucial situation, you know, late in the game. I think it was in the seventh or eighth inning. I remember the guy, you know, he he smoked it pretty good off the bat, and I was kind of, you know, my reaction was kind of like, oh man, there you know, goes. he goes back got up it. third. And I just remember staring out there and and T. Oscar running it down around right the warning track and. You know, there was other, you know, great plays out there by my defense. And, you know, uh, 
got to trust those guys because they put in they put in a lot of hours, you know. And he just and glides, man. He covers a lot of ground, pretty easy strides. But uh, Teoster is a good outfielder. Oh yeah, man. He's, you know, I remember he, even him coming up there that first, you know, playing in Lexington. The first pitch he saw, he had a home run that yeah. year, man. And you know, same thing for him when he was in the big leagues uh, against Toronto. His first game, he had a home run. So. That's right pretty special so there's a lot of guys you come up through the organization with tell the folks and i know you're not getting paid hardly any money but the memories that you're able to create in the minor leagues and the unity that is formed with you guys coming up together and now some of you guys are up here together as major leaguers but tell the people can you put it into words what that bond is like when you guys are are kind of starving but all grinding for the same goal I mean, it's very special, you know. Like it's, brothers. It's unbreakable. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like a brotherhood, you know. Like, you know, we all want each other to succeed and, and have success. And, um, you know, we know it's tough and, you know, difficult, uh, you know, going through that process. And uh, But we'll do whatever it takes, you know, to, to eat, man. A lot of sandwiches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and whatever it takes. I don't forget that. Your change-up, Stromy, I, I, I talked to Brent Strom, your pitching coach, a couple of days ago. He knew that you were going to be on this show with me. I think, what's your favorite thing about Chris? He said, you got to have ask him about how he learned his change-up by throwing the hacky sack with his mom. And uh, First of all, if you don't know what a hacky sack is, it's a little leather pouch with sand inside of it, but it's about the size of a golf ball, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, maybe maybe just a little a tad bit bigger, yeah. a little bit bigger. Yeah. So what would you do? I mean, what would you do with your mom? Well, I mean – you know, my dad would work late uh, at times, and, you know, we would drive from the city of Artesia to Santa Ana, past Angel Stadium, where we lived at. And, you know, I'd get home from school, from practice, you know, around 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. Sometimes my dad would work late in the nights, 10 or 11, and we would drive home. But between that span from, you know, 6, 7 p.m. to 10 or 11, you know, we had a hacky sack, me and my mother, and, you know, we just sit. Were you in a parking lot? I would sit right in in the little warehouse that uh, really? that that my father owns and uh, just throw it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, man. I mean, how, I did, how did you develop your changeup by doing that? I mean, just the way I would grip it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when I'm a, when you're a small kid, right? You uh-huh. you know you fit you your hand the right yeah, way. Yeah, you just grip it like that. You know, like the way I grip. And know? what's your key? I mean, a lot of people talk about getting inside the baseball. Is that the biggest key nah, for The you? golden key is just to throw it, man. Just throw it as hard as you can. Yeah. Throw it like a fastball. Well, uh, two segments into this. And Chris Davinsky is our guest here on Astro Line, brought to you by Carbot Brewing Company. want to remind you folks that spring training, this ballpark is unbelievable. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But spring training is now in full motion. Catch all the excitement in West Palm Beach as the Astros make the brand-new ballpark of the Palm Beaches their spring training home. Tickets can be purchased for all remaining spring training games at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches by visiting astros.com slash spring training. You're listening to Astro Line. We're at Duffy Sports Grill at Clematis in West Palm Beach. We'll be right back right after this on your Houston Astros radio network. And he is dazzling out here at Minute Maid Park. Career high seven strikeouts for Davinsky, and he's got them all in a row here. Here comes the one two to Encarnacion. Chopper left side to his left Correa. He gloves, throws to first in plenty of time, and the inning is over. How about Chris Davinsky? Been awesome. Four and a third perfect innings out of the pen. Welcome back to Astro Line. We're at Duffy Sports Grill. Having a lot of fun with a lot of Astro. 
Astros fans here in West Palm Beach. Of course, Astro Line brought to you by Carbog Brewing Company, and that was a clip of Chris Davinsky a year ago. He's our guest this evening on August 1st against the Toronto Blue Jays. That was at Minute Maid Park. Four and a third innings of shutout baseball, and you guys finally won that with two to one and 14 innings. Uh, but the thing about that is, Chris, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, what you're able to do in four and a third innings, it only took you 65 pitches where it would take a lot of guys more pitches and they would be unavailable for more days. I think that's one of your greatest assets as a reliever is your pitch counts don't get that high. Yeah, I mean, that's cool, you know, to be able to do that. And, uh, you know, what? I mean, whatever it takes for... What's for, your mindset? I mean, why are you such a good strike thrower? What is your mindset? Do you <laughs> attack guys you want to get ahead? Because even on an 0-2 count, it seems like you're you're trying to attack guys. A lot of guys waste pitches. You don't. Nah, you know, it's just, yeah. You know, attack mode and uh, trust in the defense. And, you know, believe in man. Just believe. You know, belief is, is a big thing. Heck, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, take you anywhere. What about visualization? Do you like to see a, a lot of the things that you do before you get out I there? Mean, that's, that's, played, that's played a big thing in my game, too, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, even like struggling at times, you know, still still having to uh, to visualize. And, uh, you know, I'm just thankful for, for the struggles in my career, man, because the struggles have, you know, brought out some light, you know. And what was the lowest point for you? Probably back in uh, 2012 when I played in – or 2013 when I played in Lancaster, mm. you know. And tough league, tough ballpark. Yeah, everything, you know, environment, all that. But, you know, that was outside stuff that – that that was affecting me and you know I just kept you know grinding I put my put my head to the to the ground to the pedal and you yep. know kept rolling 2015 you made a big impression on your double-a pitching coach that year because he came to me later that year to keep an eye out for you but that was Doug Brokale former Astro of course and now the Texas Rangers pitching coach what what was it like uh pitching for Doug I mean he was a big influence on you that year yeah man he really impacted me you know and uh you know with the mental side of the game and uh you know how to get in that attack mode to you know attack hitters and and be successful and you know going out there and not having any fear and you know not being afraid to you know to fail because it happens what are your outlets and you like to you're an intense guy and you can see that from from just from where we sit, and I think the fans can see it too. But one of your outlets is art. You like to draw uh, some of that stuff. Where did that come from, and what do you like to do? I mean, I'm big into, like, uh, when I was a kid, you know, growing up around, you know, skateboarding and all that, that culture of, uh, you know, that West Coast thing, the Southern California vibe was, you know, there was a lot of graffiti going on at the time. Can you do graffiti? Uh, I could do it on paper. Really? Yeah, I could do. I could do. So that's a little little talent that I, you know, whenever I'm, you know, filling up for it, I, you know, I get, you know, I'm big into like drawing my name and, you know, drawing people's names for them and, you know, adding color and uh, things like that. Uh, I've just got a thing for like bold bold letters, man. Like I like to mix it up and, uh-huh. you know, kind of the blocky. Yeah, yeah. Tying it all together. Yeah, like, you know, this kind of stuff right here is simple, you yep. know, like Astroline, but, you know, mine is more, you know, has some more little style to it and stuff. But, you know, it's just something I picked up, you know, along the way. And, uh, you know, my mom's very uh, creative, too, and I, you know, I learned a lot from her and thankful, man. The other thing that uh, you're kind of creative with is, is are the clothes you wear. Uh, we, we 
we've seen using some of the white patented uh, leather shoes, kind of Cousin Eddie style. What are you rocking with that? Yeah, I've seen you in a uh, almost a Anchorman, Ron Burgundy type, uh, what is that, that Velvet Crush Burgundy jacket, you know, on a couple of yeah, road trips? Yeah, I mean, what, nice. whatever I could get my hands on, you know. Like, where I'm not, not going to go out of my way and, like, you know, go spend a lot on clothes. That's just not me, you know. Uh -huh. Like, I'm, whatever, somehow I, I get my hands on it somehow, you know, <laughs> from people or, you know, just somebody I know or wherever I'm at at the moment. And if I like it, I get it, you know. Yep. All right, so. Danny Ferris, our social media coordinator, has another question for you. This one's from Brandy DeRuin on, on Facebook. Who is your baseball idol, or who do you get the most inspiration from? Excluding myself. Who do you got? Like baseball idol, like growing up? Or yeah, yeah uh, growing up. I mean, dude, I even now, who do, who do you really respect? Who do you like to watch when you're, when you're watching baseball, maybe in the clubhouse? Is there anybody that... You know, I, I, I like to watch Clayton Kershaw. Oh, yeah? You know, I, I think he goes about it, you know, his business is, you know, awesome. And you could tell the way he translated on the field. You know, stuff-wise, yeah. I mean, you remind me a little bit of Matt Scherzer with some of this stuff. And it looks like the side spin, the little bullet spin with the change-up, I think, are similar. You ever watch him? Yeah, I mean, I love his mentality. You yeah. know, I don't know if you see, but the way he stalks around the mound, man, <laughs> and, and does all that, that's, that's, that's awesome. All right, uh, starting and we're leaving. We talked about that. W w when you go out there with a mindset, when you start, how do you how do you slow things down to go out there and pace yourself? Uh, as I'm, I'm, st I'm still in the process of learning that okay. now. What's what's the key to it? What do you think? Uh, you know, being able to. What did you do in the minor leagues when you were having success? How do you build up for four days? Because I think it's hard, but building up for four days to be at your best on that fifth day. What's the key? Part you, of it, part of it's routine. Yeah, routine. You know, and that's what I'm learning. You know, like if I'm in a solid routine, I feel like, you know, then then things get rolling, and you you're gonna hit bumps, and you're gonna overcome these bumps, and you're gonna get bruises, and you're gonna overcome that. But you know, majority, most of the times, you're gonna have success. You know what I'm saying? You just have to, you know, keep with it, keep at that routine, uh, be specific, you know, in details and 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 all that, and. You know, going out there, I think, you know, it, it, it's easier it's, to get in a routine as far as maintaining strength because you have certain days you can lift. Relieving it's a little different, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, this is like, you know, it's like a learning process for me right now being from, you know, being, being started, you know, exactly because especially like I haven't been on a five-day routine like or a five-man rotation like since. You know, back in the Lancaster days, because we always did that piggyback. That's and, right. You know, and it's just, you know, I think it's going to take me to adjust and, and you know, figure out the, the right steps and the stuff to, to get it done. Where did you get discipline from? Because you look very disciplined. Did you get that from your mom and dad, or mostly your dad? Where did that come from? Uh, my dad, yeah, my dad's, you know, very... Wakes up, gets up early, works, goes to work every day. Every day, day man. Yeah. Every day, you know, no matter what, rain or shine, and... Uh, you know, he's got to support his family, and, you know, he's he's done a great job of that. And, uh, you know, I couldn't ask for a better dad, man. That's awesome. Yeah. 48 appearances last year for you, Devo, including five starts, 104 strikeouts. Uh, what you were able to do out of the bullpen, you had a 1.61 ERA as a reliever last year. I want to remind you folks, there's some 
many plans available for you Astros fans. One of them is the Bagwell Hall of Fame pack. Games included in the package are April 9th against the Kansas City Royals, June 9th against the Angels, August 4th against the Toronto Blue Jays, and August 5th versus the Blue Jays, and August 6th against the Blue Jays. A lot of different levels. You can go to Astros.com and see those different packages. The 28-game package, 10-game package, they're all over the place. And it's going to be a very exciting year to be able to work on some of that flexibility. You're listening to Astro Line, brought to you by Carbock Brewing Company. We'll be right back on the Astros Radio Network. And welcome back to Astro Line. Last segment with Houston Astros Rookie of the Year last year, Chris Davinsky. Astro Line, of course, brought to you by Carbock Brewing Company and Chris Davinsky. we got a question for one of our Twitter followers, and Danny Ferris has that question right now. What do you got? This was actually from John on Facebook. How did you develop your slider over the season, and is that hard to keep learning while on the major league roster and uh, compete for any? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you know, it's just something that, you know, I talked with Strami at the beginning of uh, spring training, and, you know, it's just a work in progress. You know, I kept repeating it, you know, repetition, repetition, and, you know, finally it stuck, and, you know, it's a... Uh, it's actually going through a, a working phase right now, you know, where, you know, I'm having a little trouble finding it, but, you know, it's going to, uh, the, the more I continue to, to work on it and, and repeat and repeat and repeat, I know that, that I could get it. You know, I just build that muscle memory and, you know, something that sticks. And you guys, pitching coach, you mentioned Brent Strom. Uh, he's a forward thinker. I mean, he's a guy that's always trying to stay ahead of the curve with you guys. It's got to be fun for a guy. Even at his age, I'm not. I'm not going to say that he's old, but he's he's been around the game for a long time. That he's not really just stuck in the some old-fashioned principles. And he's really thinking ahead. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's he's always got something good for me, something new uh, to to better myself. And uh, you know, I'm very thankful to uh, to to be around a pitching uh, pitching coach like like yourself. Here's Brent Strom right here. Plus, plus changeup, and, and bigger than that, confidence. This guy will throw it any count. He shook off uh, his first battery faced in Milwaukee. He shook off a 3-2 fastball to throw a 3-2 changeup. That speaks volumes right there, you know. So Chris Davinsky has been a, a shot in the arm for us. Anytime anybody can throw an off-speed pitch behind in the count, you have to k- take notice of those people. Velocity's fun, and everybody gets excited about it, but uh, these big league hitters really uh, could really care less how hard you throw. It's really changing speeds, and our guys, we're, we're that type of pitching staff. We're a... I wouldn't call us a power starting staff. We're a finesse pitching staff. So we need to make our pitches. We need to change speeds. And Davinsky fits right into that mold. That's perfect. I mean, that, that says a lot right there. And I know you guys have, have gained uh, mutual respect for each other. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Man. All right, Danny Ferris, our social media coordinator, with another question from one of our fans. Yeah, we see you with uh, headphones on a lot. What are you listening to? What's on the playlist? <laughs> um. I'm into rap, you know, anything that's new on Spotify, you know, I hit that uh, that browse, new releases all the time, uh, you know, motivational stuff, uh, you know, just like to, like, fire me up, like, uh, you know, there's like a, 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 a fearless channel and stuff I listen to, but. What was the guy's name? He, uh, you told me some guy that uh, had some of the motivational stuff, and I went back and, and watched some of the stuff, and it was awesome. What was that guy's name? Uh, Eric Thomas. Yes. You know, Eric I mean, there, there's there's times you know where you know you're not always gonna feel feel motivated and, and, and get something. You know, I try to always get my motivation from within, and you know, I do get my motivation from within. But you know, at times, you know, I pull from that. But, yep. You know, I mean, I like all kinds of music. I like old school rap. You know, just uh, going back to that 
SoCal vibe, you know, coming up with, you know, all that kind of stuff. Do you ever write stuff down uh, throughout uh, the course of last season just so you could uh, reflect back on that stuff? Yeah, I mean, I write, you know, feeling good, you know, and, try, you know, go back and, you know, at this time this is what was working. Okay, I make the adjustment, you know, kind of compare to that, uh, you know, positive affirmations, you know, and, what would you consider this season as a success? I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if you're a goal type of guy, but as a success for you or the team, where do you categorize that? I mean, win a World Series, you know, but right now I'm just taking it, you know, we're taking it day by day and, you know, we've got to, you know, trust this process and, you know, get better every day. And it starts in spring training and you guys are starting to develop that chemistry because they brought some new guys in. Uh, how's it been so far this spring? I mean, I think a lot of the fans want to know how this team's starting to gel. Uh, it's been it's been good, man. You feel like it's yeah. good? Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel good about it, and you know, having some some older veteran players in there is uh, you know definitely something to look forward to every day going to the to the clubhouse. Man. I know they're position players, and I know sometimes the pitchers and, and the position players can get segregated. But do you feel like uh, you can have some meaningful conversation with a Carlos Beltran and a Josh Reddick? And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely. I'm sure Brian McCann, you know, I'm sure you started to reach out already. Yeah, definitely, man. I, you know, I already have, you know, because, you know, that's a resource right there. And, you know, we've got to take advantage of that to, you know, guys who've been in the game a while and ha- have had success. And, you know, why not try to want to learn and get better from them? Beautiful from, from our, our standpoint as far as the new spring training complex here at West Palm Beach the ballpark of the Palm Beaches, they got it ready in record time, still working on a few things. But what we've seen as far as the backfield span accessibility, all the things out there, from what we've seen, it's just absolutely gorgeous. How do you guys feel about your new digs? I mean, I feel good about it. You know, it's weight room. What's that like? <laughs> it's a spot, man. Yeah. This is, this is huge. Yeah, it's pretty big. You can get you can get your work in there. You can get your work done for sure. You know, so uh, yeah, you know, cardio upstairs. Uh, you know, all the weight. Oh, it's two stories in the weight room. Yeah, we got a little upstairs section. Um, you know, outside agility field. You know, a little turf section to do sled pushes. You know, it's all there, man. What did you learn about yourself playing in a major league season for the first time in your career? I mean, I know you were sore. Well, I mean, I learned it's long and. You know that it, that a lot of things can take a toll on you. you. Know you know the travel, the you know the environment. But you know also learn hard work pays off, and uh, you know to never quit and you know keep rolling, rolling with the punches, even if you know you you're doing good or you're doing bad. And um, I learned to always show respect to your teammates no matter what. You know, uh, you know we're not all perfect, and you know guys are gonna have bad days, bad games, but you know. Uh, Go out there and have fun. Can you remember any instances last year when somebody down in the bullpen during the course of the game gave you some really good advice that you, that you hung on to? I mean, it was probably Luke, man, all the time. You know, that guy was, you know, he he's, he's treated me very, very well. You know, I'm, I'm very appreciative and, and thankful. What's he tell you? I mean, does he teach you how to prepare, how to warm up, things like that? You know, just, you know, basically more on life, you know, and like life situations and, uh, you know, where I would be at, you know, you know, mentally at the time, and you know, just always had some good scoop for me. You get a lot of work done in the off season, and you got a bunch of guys, including yourself and Joe Musgrove, that work out in San Diego. What are those workouts like? I know you guys have your really tight bunch, your your yeah. off season bunch, but 
tell us a, a few of the guys who go out there and what do you guys do? I mean, we just we get after it, you know. <laughs> we get after it. We don't we 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 go as hard as we can and you know try to better ourselves as uh, uh, you know the way we know how to. And uh, how often? How many times a week? I mean, how we long? do it five five days a week. Uh, you know, anywhere from. You know, eight nine o'clock in the morning to uh, you know five o'clock. Uh, really? Five o'clock in the day. You're man. kidding. Yeah, and then some days, you know, like on Thursdays, we'd be we'd be at the beach, uh, you Running. know, doing beach workouts. You know, agility stuff in the sand. You know. Uh, uh, does, any, does anybody ever throw up uh, during your workout? I mean, or, when, I, when, when I started working out like that, you know, a while ago, I, I mean, the first first couple months, yeah, I would I would throw up. You, you know, would? but I've conditioned myself to. You know, be able to uh, to work like that. What's the hardest thing you've done when you guys are doing that stuff? Uh, Is it long distance? I mean, I stuff? did. I did some stuff. I did. No, not really long distance stuff. I I I, I like long distance stuff. But there was like these uh, bear crawls that I started doing, like backwards bear crawls with like a weighted vest on, like a heavy weighted vest, and like keeping my back straight, like have a cone on my back, like. You know, just like very like engaging on my core, like it was it was very very challenging, but you know I could do it now. Who all was there? I know you and Mustro. Oh, just the, you know the group of guys. Matt Bush down there. He was there for a little bit, yeah. yeah. But you know, we just we had a solid you know solid group of guys. Uh, we had some uh, you know a lot of minor leaguer guys that you know we try to push to at the same time who you know are are looking up to us and you know it's just. Uh, you know, it's, it's a good energy. It's yep. good, you know, wanting to get after it every day. Well, I mean, a lot of times when I talk to you, uh, you inspire me too. I mean, it, you, you're a lot of fun to watch. And, Chris, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for joining us in this show down here at yeah. spring training. I know the fans got a kick out of it. Uh, Astros pitcher of the year a season ago and uh, looking for bigger and brighter things. So, Chris. Dubinsky, thank you so much for coming on here at Astro Line. Thank you very much. Go Astros. Yeah, next <laughs> Astro Line is next Thursday. It's going to be March 2nd right here at Duffy Sports Grill at Comatis. That's going to be at 7 o'clock Central Time back home. Uh, this week it was KTRH AM 740, probably back on 790 next week. It's hosted by Robert Ford the next couple of weeks, so that should be fun shows out here in West Palm Beach. The Astros will play. The New York Mets tomorrow, that's going to be in Port St. Lucie. That should be a great show. I want to thank our producer engineer. That's Matt Bolts, our social media coordinator. That is Danny Ferris. Uh, all the folks here at Duffy Sports Grill, we appreciate you guys having us out here. also want to thank Jamie Hildreth. We touched on that a little bit at the beginning of the show. Uh, he passed away last Friday. Uh, we're still not the same. I mean, it's going to be a while before we're able to think clearly. But uh, we lost a special friend, a, a guy we loved and a special member of this Astros family. So I want to say uh, our condolences to, to Jamie Hildreth and his friends and family. Uh, that service will be next Monday. Uh, so Matt and Robert and myself will be gone. Mike Coffin, our double-A broadcaster, will be broadcasting the game next Monday. We're at Astro Line. It's brought to you by Carbock Brewing Company. Back next week, same bat channel, same bat place with Robert Ford. You're listening to Houston Astros on the Houston Astros Radio Network.